hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. And welcome back to another episode of the Riverdale Register. I wish there were three of us so we could do like a pussycats kind of thing. I know. Do you have a favorite pussycat? Yeah, Val. Val, yeah. It's always been Val. Although, huge huge episode for Melody. (laughs) I know. Melody's first lines ever, I think. I'm a a big fan of her. So the actress, um, Asha Brown, I believe, I believe it's Asha, not like Aisha, but I'm really bad at names. So it's actually a big insecurity of mine, by the way. Anyway, we don't have to get into it, but she's great. You get my name right all the time. That's Asha. true. That's <laughs> true. A lot of people I know are named John. Oh, no. Anyway, it's good. It's convenient. But she is great. She's a YA author in real life. So this was like a nice little oh, nod. I was glib about it in my notes. You're like, why would they do this? My, my thing is like, oh, yeah, because teen... Teen drama show characters <laughs> who grow up can only have jobs in the creative arts. Well, yes. Uh, and they're like, oh, let's just give her Jughead's job. Well, I think it's funny because, like, this whole time we've had two successful writers. She's quietly been more successful than <laughs> yes. Jughead all along. Oh, that made me, like, joyous. But, yeah, so she has the book. I think this in the show, by the way, that's Stella. I don't know if you guys have heard of her. She is... Uh, she is doing stuff, but <laughs> so an empty spot in the apartment <laughs> for no reason. But yeah, her book I believe is called Hurricane Summer, and then in the show is called Summer Storm. You know what? Summer Storm is a better title. I yeah. I mean, I, I think it's more relevant to Hurricane. It's Hurricane Summer, is what I said, right? Yeah. Okay, because oh oh, is the hurricane named? Summer? No. Is a person named huh. Summer who whips through people's lives like a hurricane? No, it's about a literal hur- hurricane. Okay, then her title is better because Summer Storm sounds like two kids like caught out in a rain shower right. in an emotional moment versus Hurricane Summer is like, oh my God, we're going to die. It's a hurricane. Yeah, I think it's more intense. But it seems like a really good book. I think it's about, I believe it's about a, a girl who goes to Jamaica to find her dad as a hurricane <clears throat> approaches. So I'm going to read it. I. Oh. Her, her dad didn't turn into a hurricane. No, her dad didn't turn into a hurricane. No, no, I I don't think so. I haven't read the book. You're if phrasing happens, just a little bit. Her dad who who. If if her dad turns into the hurricane, that would be a surprising. Yelling at to... the hurricane. I know that's you, Dad. Get down here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's uh, hurricanes. Is it like a drama? It's a book. I don't think they call them that. It's a novel. <laughs> it's a dramatic novel (laughs) when Jughead writes it it's a novel (laughs) right oh god no this is yeah this this girl didn't have to go to any prep school either she was was a lawyer who changed her mind she was naturally talented Mm. and clearly more successful than Jughead and I just want this to be known that we've spent so much time in Jughead's book when this was like, I like also happening. Imagine they only gave Jughead that shout out at the end because he kept eyeing her the entire yeah. night. Yeah, he was gonna he was gonna really hurt her because he saw that her book was like climbing up the New York Times bestseller chart. He's like, what the hell? I didn't even know she was a writer. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Oh, man, uh, I hope that her book was like outpacing him so much. <laughs> they came out at like the same time. Yeah, exactly. While he was getting crawled over by rats, she was just having a lovely dinner with her friends. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> girlfriend. Exactly. I love it. Oh, so much good stuff in this episode, guys. Yeah. Return of the Pussycats. Is there is there anything behind that title, Return of the Pussycats? No, but the Pussycats did return. They did do that in the show. Yeah. So. It's just, I, you know what? That backs up 
I, I, I'm not even sure if it's a theory, but like this is a backdoor pilot, right? Well, actually, so that was our question from the audience. Really? Yeah. Is do you think that this show is going to do like a Ravenswood? And that's a Pretty Little Liars reference. Have you heard of that show? Pretty no, Little Liars? but I've, 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 I've heard of shows that have backdoor pilots like yeah. Nickus. Like Nickus, yes, yeah. which was a JAG. A, a two-episode backdoor yeah. pilot on JAG that you can't find anywhere now. Really? Yeah, it's like not on Paramount Plus or anything. Weird, that's so weird. But I guess that was a long time ago. But Yeah, it was like 20 years, no, 19, 20 years ago, yeah. That's so crazy. <laughs> it's such a long-running show. I hope Mark Harmon makes so much money. Oh, yeah, he's doing great. Um, But yeah, so... I was looking for news about like a potential spinoff or something, and I have not seen anything official but it certainly feels like this could be but with the title card at the end it, and and the way it like sets up a potential plot that yeah. that would have to resolve in another story it really feels like uh, a backdoor pilot which is ironic because people were saying in season one that these girls should have their own show totally i have some theories about that i don't know if we should do that in rumor mill or well what do you think what are your theories uh, it's just whether or not this is actually a backdoor pilot was shot as a backdoor pilot and then someone changed their minds later or is being released not officially as a backdoor pilot and they're waiting to see how people react to it to see if they want to move ahead with it. I think it's going to be the third one. Yeah. I think that had <clears throat> they already had it as a backdoor pilot, that would be something that they would want to know because it would be in contention to be picked up or not. Mm -hmm. So if they were super excited about it and they want to make this backdoor pilot like really good and whatever... I think that they would want it to be like, oh, and if you like it, like there could be more and then gauge the reaction that way. Yeah. But this, it feels like maybe they're testing the waters to see how much they want to invest in it. I think that a lot of people like this episode. I think that the, the problem- I like this episode I, a lot more. I like this episode. I think the problem with, I mean, not the problem with this episode, but the issue with it being a backdoor pilot is that it still had to kind of fit into the world of Riverdale for this episode. And- there are certain things that I think that it could have just sort of did away with had it been just about the Pussycats. Like if we just totally. got a new pilot entirely and it's like Josie comes back into <clears throat> their world instead of them all going into the Riverdale sure. world. I will say the Riverdale world is one that is transformative depending on who is in an individual yeah. episode. But I also understand what you mean where like if this were just about the Pussycats, who wouldn't have... I mean, we didn't even really check in on any of the ongoing plot lines except Town Needs Help, which is right, town needs the only help. one I'm interested in. <laughs> Pop needs franchise engagement. <laughs> I, uh, I don't think they should franchise Pop. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to just say it. Yeah? Yeah, and I'll explain why. <laughs> I like to have this picture and be like, I think what the world needs right now <laughs> is this diner everywhere. <laughs> right. People have died here, right? Many, many people. <laughs> right, right. I don't feel like... I, I also have this issue with um, capitalism as a way to like... Like it's like people making money is somehow going to fix world. Like you franchising pops will actually not really help anyone. It will help <laughs> you. <laughs> it will help. And I understand. I think that it is a... I think there was a really nice, important reference to the fact that this was like a black owned business when maybe it was the only black owned business in Riverdale. Right, right. Something um, that we really have not explored, but Yeah, we haven't met a lot of um other black people in Riverdale. That's true. Yeah, and I think it is kind of important to note that, especially in this episode that is like celebrating black women especially. Tabitha uh 
most of the yeah. black women in this episode are guest stars, though. You know yes, mean? that's true. Except for Tabitha. Except for Tabitha. Who I love, by the way. I've decided she's like my favorite she's character. She's great. She's, she's, I'm always shocked by how game her character is she's for great. everything. She's like, sure, I'll hang out. She also feels <laughs> she like She doesn't she's, get too close to everybody, but she hangs out. She feels like she's been here for a long time. And I honestly feel like if you could have, if you could just sub her in for, like if one of the main four characters left. You think she could be promoted up? She could. Well, she is a series <clears throat> regular. Uh, yeah, I'm also... Uh, excited to see whatever they choose to do with Tony once she mm. comes back from... Oh, yeah, I guess there is one plot that we yeah. did further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of a big one. Anyway, should we get into it? Yeah, so this episode was written by uh, Ariana Jackson, who did the episodes Back to School, which is the one where they we started go back being to teachers, yes. uh, uh, and Lynchian, and is also a writer on the new The 4400 coming to the CW. Oh, that's exciting. Did you ever watch The 4400? No, and I always get that confused with Flash Forward. Yeah, flash forward was the one where everyone had saw like a memory of something that's going to happen in the future. Okay. Uh, like everyone in the world. 4400 is like the FBI sees like an alien object coming from space, come to this spot where it's landing, and it's just a ball of light that drops off 4400 missing persons from the past 40 plus years. Wow, that's cool. Or 60 plus years who have not aged a day, have no memory of where they've been, and each of them develops superpowers over time. Have you seen the show Resurrection on ABC? No. Very similar premise. Really? So it's not exact. It's not aliens, but the idea is people just return to like this small town or whatever who've been dead for like <clears throat> whatever amount of time. But it's like people have been dead for like years, like the last hundred years or something. So it's kind of like a very similar. Or Alcatraz kind of was doing that too. Oh, yeah. So maybe this isn't that original. Not super original. But there, and speaking of not original, CW is doing a new, the 4400. Right. Which this time is focusing every one of those 4400 is a marginalized person. Huh. That's cool. I don't, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel. That might be too specific for something that could reach even broader. You well, know I, it's a weird thing to be like, like you're marginalized people. I, I, there's something clinical about that. Right, right. Um, it, it feels a little planned to yeah, me. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, I think it could be really cool. I think there's a lot of really cool stories that could be explored. <clears throat> I would want there to be some sort of a reason. Sure. And in the original not. series, there was really... One main black character is Mahershala Ali played it back when his oh. first name was even longer. Oh. And he he was like serving in Vietnam and about to get murdered because he, he, he was with a white woman. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, oh, so this is like kind of in the DNA. And then so. he, yeah. And then when he came back, he was like, oh, wow, so much has changed. So much hasn't changed kind of stuff. I like that. And That's then he, cool. and then and then they had a daughter and she was like God and it was like really bad. What? Things. Okay. The show goes crazy uh, and then ends on a really good cliffhanger and and never really did anything. So I guess I'm excited about a new 4400. Well now now I'm excited about it actually. I'm gonna probably just watch it like going in blind kind of thing. <clears throat> and the other writer was Evan Kyle, the one who we recently mentioned was a PA who became a writer in this oh. like his third episode. Good for you, Evan. This episode is directed by Robin Givens, who you would know as. The mayor of Riverdale. Oh my god, she's the mayor of Riverdale and the mayor of directing a kick-ass episode. That's incredible. She looks, she looks great. She's... She does great directing. She's the second mom to direct because Madge. Oh no, the third, I believe, because Natalie Bolt, I believe, also directed an episode. Whose mother is Natalie Bolt? Uh, she is Cheryl's mom. Did she? Yeah, I believe she did. All these moms are directing. I believe she did, or at least she was in the Warner Brothers directing program. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's a fact. So I'm going to Google that really quickly again because I did not realize, but all the moms of Riverdale 
Well, not all the moms threw it out. Well, many of We're the moms... We're not hearing Molly Ringwald's prepping an episode. I think Molly Ringwald actually is a director, but I could be I, wrong, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that were true. Yeah, she... Okay. So Natalie Bolt is a graduate of the Warner Brothers directing program, which is a pretty big feat. Um, I believe also Troy and Belisario from Pretty Little Liars went through that program. A lot of other actors do it, too. Um, but she directed, she did not direct an episode of Riverdale, but she directed several other things, mm. shorts, et cetera, et cetera. Get it together, Natalie. Do an episode of Riverdale. Come on. I mean, somebody has to Come offer man. that to her. I think Robin yeah. Gibbons is doing next week's episode. Wow. Also. Well, that might be the block directing that they're doing. <clears throat> well, you said this was done months ago. Oh, that's, well, yes. I'm not sure when it was done. I just know that they filmed out of order. Yeah, so it's not block so directing. So it's probably not block directing. Though, who knows? We start with, uh, with Melody narrating. Our story is about three black characters Riverdale started with. They were in a lot of storylines until, sadly, they weren't. Our story is about how they left the show. The show got called out for letting down all of its characters of color amid nationwide protests. And then the show wrote a big backdoor pilot for those three characters. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Melody is a successful writer now. I'm taking out all my glib notes about that because she's an actual writer in life. And she's more successful than Jughead because her book is being optioned for a movie by Tyler Perry. I am obsessed with the fact that Jughead does not have a movie adaptation. <laughs> yeah, no one, no studios want the uh, the outcasts. No, no. Uh, Melody is also gay. I love it. Surprise! Uh, more info than we've than we've ever than we've ever had for for her. So I only learned this recently, but apparently her character is an Archie. Her character's girlfriend is Nancy Woods who I believe is a Riverdale character. So Nancy Woods is Chuck Clayton's girlfriend in the comics. And I just think it's really fun that they kind of remixed it because they also remixed a little bit um, Val's, Val's boyfriend, which I'll get into oh, after. Oh, he's also from the... Yeah, yes, he so, is. Uh, Val and Mr. Val's hair... Uh, I uh, love her. ...is apparently all set to play the lead for Melody's movie. Uh no, no one has ever mentioned that Val wants to act. Uh, Val did not do the school musical uh, once, and uh, even outside of this one plot point, never mentions an interest in acting. I think it's. A, I thought this was a little bit weird. Like, why have? I guess for conflict, <laughs> but like, why have her? Because it's like Andrew and such a strange arc this. that Melody has. Right. It's like I have to tell my friend we're not going to do my movie with Tyler Perry. Because it's going to insult you, a person who is my friend who wants to be an actress. That's not how, it's just not how Hollywood works. Right. Yeah. The, the thing that Melody tells her girlfriend after is that Tyler, she calls him Tyler. Right. Uh, wants, a, wants a big star for the lead. And he's 100% right. If you can get Kiki Palmer in that movie, you, yeah. get, you get Kiki Palmer in that movie. What are you talking about? I love Kiki Palmer. <laughs> I honestly, I love her. I, I told you this. Were you there? That um, I went to the... Um, Oh my god, what's it called? The place in the Roosevelt Hotel that has the bowling alley. The spare room. Yeah. The spare yeah. room. And she was there in like a fur coat, which I'm going to assume is faux fur, because I don't think she'd do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I don't Not know. to you. Not to me personally. Um, and she was just dancing, and we were like all dancing with her, and it was just the coolest thing in the world. True Jackson VP. It's so exciting. I love her so much. She's so fun. Mm. Um, I don't. We did not speak that night. I was <laughs> speak to her. But get get Kiki in your movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Val's boring boyfriend, or did he have a real name? Yes, he did. Um, <clears throat> Alan M. 
Okay. Where is Alan M from? Alan Mayberry. Where Where does he sound? Does he sound familiar to you? No. Um, Josie and the Pussycats, the film. Oh, is he the pretty guy from Josie and the Pussycats, the film? He's. Do you watch Revenge? No. Okay, so it's fine. Okay, I'll just explain it. He is uh, Josie's like boyfriend in the comics. Yeah. yeah. See, we think that's gonna. If this is a pilot, here's what I feel about both his casting and the other girl. Mm-hmm. They don't get it. They they. It feels like the the camera doesn't linger on them long enough for us to memorize their faces in case yeah. they want to recast both of them in the future. That's that's possible. And honestly, probably. I mean, not probably, but could for sure happen. Yeah. Who knows when if this pilot does happen or if this show happens? There's a very real chance that they won't even be available. But so. if and if they are, it would. There would be also a first episode that has to reintroduce them anyway. Yeah. Uh, and would probably do a better job of making me care. He's he's very deferential. Uh, he has asked Val to marry him, but she had not given him an answer, and he's telling her to take her time. No pressure. Yeah, he's pretty cool. I like him. Yeah. He's very chill. <clears throat> he, he really doesn't bother her about anything. He's just kind of <laughs> like, hey, I mean, if you want to marry me, I'm, I'm down. Just letting you know. If you want to run me over with your car, <laughs> fine. Uh, according to the radio at Pops, Josie McCoy is missing and has been for a week, which is the exact moment she walks into Pops. Tabitha fangirls over her so hard that it's kind of funny because you would have thought she would have been more aware of her. Right. She's like, oh my God, I'm such a fan. Do you know she grew up in this right. town? Right. She grew up in this town. Eating at this diner? Yeah. Like... I kind of wish they acknowledged that a little bit more. Like, oh, my grandpa told me such great stories about you. There's, like, later one throwaway line where Xandra's like, also, I know uh, <laughs> Josie. Anyway. <laughs> right. I, that was that was a good thing uh, to add in there because it was a little weird that two characters from Katie Keene Well, they, they're up. only in the same room when it's like, oh, sh- Josie's playing this concert? Right, exactly. That's such a weird coincidence. I know that this uh, small town is, like, a 20-minute... Right away from New York City. But. It's actually in the middle of New York City. It's in Central Park. Right. This town. Right. Just that's, it's going to be like the hills where they pull back and they reveal they've been on a sound <laughs> Then they pull the back time. even further and it's inside of a snow globe. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's going to self-saint uh, elsewhere vibes for sure. So Josie tells Tabitha that she needed to take a break and recenter her in this town. And Tabitha's like, well, it's like being back. And Josie launches into song. <laughs> uh, she starts singing, it's all coming back to me. Which she was great. She was great. Whose song is this originally? I believe it's Celine Dion. Mm. So yeah, she she has some flashbacks. She remembers the only nice dinner she's ever had with her dad. Moments before Aww. a violent robbery took place. Oh yeah, I honestly <laughs> barely remember that. She remembers singing on the roof with Cheryl uh, as a as a pussycat. That one time Val wasn't in an episode. She remembers that time she danced with Chuck Clayton right before he was never seen again because he left for Black Lightning. Uh, then, she, then, she's wearing, <laughs> then she's wearing a, a gown at the school. She remembers dating Archie, something I... Ooh, this episode may be, may be long for more of. You know what's funny? Val and Josie both dated Archie. I think about that, too. That's kind of weird. <laughs> they, and they haven't talked about that, either. No. Weird. Uh, <laughs> uh, she remembers singing at school, and she remembers sw- kissing Sweet Pea, something I had forgotten. <laughs> Oh, I always liked them together. I really? remembered, yeah. I feel like Sweet Pea is such like a, and then there's Sweet Pea kind of character. Like he was meant to be big and then Fangs took all of his thunder and now he's just kind of been there. It is. I wonder if he is, I haven't actually checked. I haven't seen him in anything recently, but I wonder if maybe he got like a show where he was a bigger character because it feels like he, 
dipped when he didn't need to. I was wondering why he wasn't in so many episodes of this, and I'm realizing because they wrote him off the show. Yeah, I don't, but I don't think it's like, oh, we just don't like him. Like he, I thought he was pretty good on the show. He's He's been there for a long time. He is fine. He hasn't had any arcs. (laughs) That's no, he ain't dated Josie. There was no, no, no. There was the scene where Josie said, "We're not dating anymore." Right. I shipped it though, and he was also in the musical. Yes, yes. When yeah. when Tony was like, I'm going to have sex with two people at the same time. I That was weird. <laughs> that was really weird. That was so weird. Because she's bi. So. Yeah, I didn't like that so much. That made me uh, That's what that means, have feelings right? about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like on one hand, great. And on another hand, ooh, no, don't. <laughs> uh, it just feels like we don't have to have that conversation today. Anyway, I will say this is pretty impressive the amount of uh, uh, um, nostalgia this creates for a character who didn't have a lot of episodes yeah. or a lot of great storylines attributed to her. It's still like, oh yeah, we had some good times, right? With Josie on the show. Josie was a great character and it, it's kind of a bummer that she like kind of fell by the wayside. They didn't know they didn't center any stories on her. No, I know. I, it's just a bummer that that's kind of what happened because... She was one, the natural musician within, like, the show. Yeah, yeah. she could really carry more of the music than uh, KJ could. Yeah, I mean, KJ, you know, he has a nice voice and stuff, but it, <clears throat> I, you don't see him, like, rocking out the way that she can or being a pop star like she can. Sure, and she was the only real connective tissue in Katie Keen. Yeah. I didn't really watch a lot of it. It's a great show. Was she? How successful was she by the end of season one? So she like had a record deal or something, and then Zandra Cabot, who is in this episode, comes in and kind of takes Josie and the Pussycats and calls it. Oh, because she finds two new Pussycats, right? Yeah, she does. But then, like, bye to you. <laughs> yeah, huh? I forget like how they explain that. And then Zandra comes in and like makes it her own band because Zandra's like rich, but like also wants to be a singer. But like her stepdad doesn't approve. It's, yeah, like, I, I understand. She wants to be a singer at diners, her favorite kind of establishment to right. sing at. Yeah. Anyway, we should get there because okay. I have thoughts. <laughs> uh, uh, it, she envisions Val and Melody joining her for a song, and then it turns out she's singing in a room when Hiram and a guy who works at the hotel knock on the door. What an incredible moment. Oh, uh, great. They're like, uh, ma'am, uh, we're getting some complaints about the noise. <laughs> and she looks at Hiram and be like, are you being a little bitch? It was so <laughs> Here in your jammies, whining about my music. Like... I wish more people treated him like this because, like, yeah. he has never seemed so small. Oh my god, and I know. <laughs> and he's like, don't, "Don't you give me that tone, Missy?" So she's supposed to be like a superstar in this universe. So right. imagine if, like, Ariana Grande like said that to you, like, "Oh, am I being loud? Oh, you little bitch!" Like, it's great. <laughs> Tabitha asks, "Could Veronica invest Tabitha's nest egg for her?" And Veronica says, "Listen, I'm not really sure when this is airing in production order, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure my plot line by that point will be deep financial waters with my husband. So right. no, thank you." <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I get the sense that this is a situation where Veronica knows she is scamming people and does not want to scam Tabitha. Yeah, yeah. I, if they had aired this earlier, she the investment opportunity she's calling everyone out about in the other episode could have been pops. Right. You know? Yeah. Interesting. I do wonder if maybe they they kind of misordered it. Yeah. I wonder what the conversation was like about where this goes yeah. in, in, in airing order. There is definitely a reason why this episode <clears throat> is now. And I wonder if it's because I believe next week is the musical. 
So I believe there's a two in a row. I, I thought it was like not. we get one in between. Actually, you might be right. Uh, that'd be that'd be so much music right in a row. Yeah, I know. I think you're right. Actually, I think the I just, show can't handle operating on that level of quality for too long. <laughs> I like I like the musical episodes, but they're I like the more traditional musical episodes as opposed to the musical episodes where it's like a lot of songs. Like I enjoyed this, mm-hmm. but I sometimes get bored when people just sing. There are a lot of moments where you can where where they let songs really play yeah. in this episode that I really enjoyed because I was just like, oh, this is like really good. And usually these get they're they're usually they're playing over like a fight of some kind somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I also like that was also a time where I could walk around and check my phone while totally. listening to the music. Yeah. Uh, Kevin brings Josie in to see Weatherby, who's very excited to see her. Yeah, yeah. He's like, did you, are you, did you come to check on me? Because I was in a cult and now I'm alone. Oh. Uh, uh, they ask what she's doing here, and she wants to use the music room to write and record music. She's like, I know kids had sex with teachers in there, but it still meant a lot to me. Uh, and they'll say, and she, she says she'll pay, and they're like, can you teach music class? I think you should have taken the money. Right, that's what I was going to say. It's like, also, that's a bigger she, she offered top dollar. You could have used that to hire a music teacher. You could have also, like, you know, <clears throat> not asked so much of her. Right. So. I like the idea of, like, maybe she was in the corner of the room trying to write some music while Kevin was teaching music class and all the kids were looking at her and Kevin. Yeah. And the songs weren't good. And she's like, Kevin, get out of here. I got to take over. And then Kevin would feel like a small, small man again, and that would be a then whole thing. Off Back to, to the, the woods. woods. <laughs> 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 sorry, Kevin. I'm sorry. But we know that's how it would go. Yeah. So uh, Alexandra Cabot visits Veronica. She needs to take her money out from Chad's bad investment opportunity that she doesn't really know is a bad investment opportunity. But she's like, I'm not making the money your husband said I would. And we're friends. Right. Uh, I, I did. I did air quotes. I yeah, know you can't see that, listener. But right. Right. Yeah, he did for sure. And and V Man Veronica managed to spin it to. Get... <laughs> I just said you said V Man like that was her nickname. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, V Man spins it. To, people call her that, not the Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> not the Wolf of Wall Street, but V Man, uh, to get Alexandra to invest in pops. And as Archie's hearing, Archie's walking down the hallway. He hears Josie singing, "It's gonna rain." Oh. And this was fun. Like, it's the way sweet. KJ plays the moment of seeing her as, like, this is the one that got away. Imagine. Imagine if after all the Betty and Veronica nonsense, it was Josie all along. I wish at the end of this episode, when Sweet Pea uh, is like, can I can I come? I'll be anything for you. She's like, Ashley, I already have someone. And then Archie comes <gasps> oh up. He's like, God. I'm leaving the show. And he gets on the bus <laughs> with them, and we never saw him again. That would actually be hilarious. He's like, I, no PTSD. I'm going on a tour bus with Josie. I didn't realize that this whole time when I was searching through all my jobs that I was doing, I actually really just missed music. Not only did I miss music, I missed Josie. That's my new <laughs> that's KJ your, That's your KJ? That's fantastic. Thank you. Legend. Thank you, legend. His legend. So she catches him up and he invites her to the White Worm. Formerly, he calls it, quote unquote, the speakeasy, which right. I like because he definitely never learned the name that Veronica no. gave it. And the he, bone nut. he called it Le Bone Nut once and she got really mad at him. <laughs> so he just calls it the speakeasy. Josie says she needs to make some phone calls and she calls Melody and Val. And oh yeah, Val is a painter too. Val has a lot of jobs. Val might have as many jobs as Archie. Val, that's why Archie and Val were good together. Yeah. They just both love jobs. Right, <laughs> Love to work. So um, we come in with everyone at the bar table, including Jughead. 
and, and Cheryl, all a- sitting around with Josie. I have to assume, you know, we're, we're, we come in with Archie being like, and we made calendars. But I have to assume we went through that whole table, and yeah. including Jughead catching everyone up on where he's been for the last couple days. And that's when I realized my trauma was about rats. She's like, oh, okay, so Archie, a calendar, you said. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Anything else. <laughs> right, please, please, let's talk about it. They try to get her into saving Riverdale. Oh, we could do a benefit concert, just like old times, and... My favorite part of the show, uh, Jesse goes, old times, Veronica, we're basically just acquaintances. We're not friends. Jughead, last time I saw you, you were violently robbing Pops after my only nice dinner with my dad. That was the last <laughs> time they saw each other. I, she wasn't at graduation. Yeah, because she left the show. She right, left Riverdale. Right. Uh, I, I spun off earlier. Uh, <laughs> right, I was, yeah. Betty, we spoke maybe once in high school. Cheryl, yeah. you gifted me a pig's heart, and I'm still going to therapy for that. <laughs> so that, yeah, th- this is kind of funny because I feel like I would have expected it to be like, oh, it's just so nice to be back in town with my best and closest Right, right. Friends. That's what you would expect this show to do. Yeah. Well, you know what I think is interesting? Okay, so in the first episode of Riverdale ever... Josie and Archie basically meet for the first time. He's like, yeah, she's known around school as the band girl. Right. And Archie is probably, like, they've probably grown up together at least, but they're not close. And then he's like, hey, I want to do music. You guys got any advice? But it's like, he basically, he literally introduces himself to her. And I thought that was a weird choice because why not be like, hey, Josie. And then, you know, like, Mm, be like, oh, we're not really close, but like, whatever. Andrews, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's a weird thing. But yeah, so I guess Josie actually doesn't really care that much about this. Show. She, she, it, 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 I mean, she doesn't call out Archie in any way at the end of this no. conversation. And Archie, They're friends. You can stay. <laughs> yeah, you've Archie's been keeping like, up. Archie's like, cool, I'll see you later. She's like, nah, I got a thing with Sweet Pea going on. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she finds Sweet Pea outside. And he's like, you need a ride? Also, I can take you anywhere you need to go. Oh, I like this. I'm into this. <laughs> and they have sex, and it's fine, I guess. He's not Archie. It's <laughs> Sure. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize you were such a Archie shipper. I, listen, all I keep thinking about is how much happier I was when Archie was dating Josie than when he was with Veronica or, well, or, or, yeah. or their Betty? abject refusal to make him with Betty a real thing. Besides, we're just friends having sex. Yeah. I kind of forgot about that. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, remember that earlier this season? Yeah, I know there's like a billion. It's just weird to me that. And look, guys, I, I know if you listen to this and you're a shipper, I love you and I respect you. And I just want you to know I respect all ships. I guess my thing is, I think it's interesting that there are people who are really, 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 really into Barchi. No offense, John. Um, when we really haven't gotten that much of it. Like, I don't really see much of a, it's, it. Yeah, it's you know? more of a dream of untapped potential than, yes. than, than knowing what you're going to get. Right, totally. Um, it's just like, we, we, we've we lived in the Veronica Archie world, and boy, we'd like to see another world. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I Yeah, it would actually be really great, I think, to see Archie with a love interest who was really great, you know? Because I feel like even Jughead, we kind of got a little bit of that with like, oh, Tabitha... That has, like, serious real potential. Yeah. <laughs> this is grown up. Yeah, this is... Like, we haven't really seen a Archie version of that. Like, where he has, like, a healthy, He's, even potential no, he love just has, He just has Eric. He, that's true. Actually, hey, look. 
We have an Eric. <laughs> you know, I ship it. He's okay, except when he wants to murder people. Yeah, he's definitely the trucker murderer. But other than that, I just want Archie to be happy. He's part of the family of trucker murderers. Right, right. Him and his twin brother, Derek. Did you kill my brother? Oh, he ate his own tongue. All right, that's fine. Right, right. I don't think, to be fair, I don't know if he purposely tried to eat his own tongue. Can you eat your own tongue without I, a tongue? I mean... <laughs> Just a thought. <laughs> how do you swallow it? Right, exactly. Weird. <laughs> how would you how would you get it to the back of your throat? Huh. So in lighter stories. Oh yeah. Uh, Josie meets with Val and Mel and Melody. And Val explains that she's getting into art and political activism, which wow, so Gen Z. Yeah, so Gen Z. Also, I'm going to be in a movie that Tyler Perry is producing. Right, right. Before Josie can reveal Val isn't in the movie, <laughs> uh, Melody asks Josie what she's doing here. And so she, says, she says she's needed a break, thought she'd write about her hometown. Would you guys join her for a recording? Do they perform? And then we get to two performances in a row. <laughs> and uh, the first one is Melody doing physical, which is where my notes just say, was Melody this hot when she was on the show before? Yeah, we just didn't notice. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and then there's the beat when Val jumps in with her. Yeah. And then transitions to a Val song, which is literally just an, a Haley Law song. Oh my God, I didn't realize. Yeah, it's, I... one, of, it's, a, it's a, one of Haley Law's like original music. She has a small music no, career. No, I, I know about her music career, but I didn't realize that this was her original music. Haley Law, by the way, I, I love her. Um, I particularly love her in the movie Spontaneous. Mm, I thought you were going to say you particularly love her in the TV show Altered Carbon. My friend writes on that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, you don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> Different friend. Oh. Yeah, no. Yes, she's great. Um, and Melody, I think, is amazing. I've been following her on Twitter. So oh, neat. Ash Yeah. yeah. Uh, this episode is really giving back to these three young women in a way that I think they were greatly owed. And if anything, this episode makes it clear that we could have we could have done a lot more with them the whole time. Yeah. Which is why I hope it is a backdoor pilot. Because yeah. Because the, the, the plot of these three traveling the country in a tour bus solving a mystery. Oh, so fun. That sounds great. Or maybe a mystery every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. would be fun. Where they, they get into like trouble in each town and have to do a thing. And that sounds great. Yeah. Like like Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Wow. Scooby-Doo. Scuba Dubert. Is that the show? That's <laughs> the new show. Okay, we're going to work on that. It's grown up. It's for adults now. Yeah. I I actually do have a, a dream of doing that, but like a grown-up Scooby-Doo, like a dark, gritty Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Where it's just like the, the dog doesn't talk or anything? No, or Shaggy thinks the dog talks when he's like really high. <laughs> to be fair, can the dog talk? Like, Scooby doesn't really talk. He like just goes, we're I think I think it should be exactly, the, it should be all adult and gritty. And uh, Scooby is instead played by Stella. Oh, I would love that. And you don't, you don't write anything for Stella. Stella's just in scenes doing whatever it is. Right, <laughs> Stella right. Does. They're like, Stella, calm down. If I gave you a Stella snack, would <laughs> you Stella calm down? <laughs> Wait, I have a question. In the show Scooby-Doo, does Scooby talk to everyone or just Shaggy? I can't say for sure. I'm not sure either. It might even depend on which Scooby-Doo show. Yeah. Because like, I'm, I'm like racking my brain be like, have I seen him talk directly to Velma or Fred? I don't think so. I think he right. mostly makes asides to us, the audience, and I think Shaggy can hear him. So, Which is why I would agree that it could just be Shaggy so high he thinks the dog can talk. Right. Huh. But then he also like gets zingers in on bad guys, and then bad guys like go raw, and they like chase him down the hallways. Maybe bad guys can hear him too. <laughs> ghosts can hear. Him. Ghosts can hear. Well, faux ghosts, right? Because they're it's except the special episode. Huge run on crime in Coolsville of yeah. of guys dressing up as monsters to scare people away for usually um uh, um 
trying to sell things, insurance yeah. scams, uh, uh, land deals. It's uh, almost always that. Yeah. It's really like exclusive. some guy. Some guy needed money, and the best way to get that money was to scare everyone away with a monster that doesn't kill. It's a really weird thing how often that happens in that show. Now that I'm thinking about yeah, it, yeah, yeah, that's like the only plot. Yeah, Coolsville had a real problem. <laughs> Insurance fraud in Coolsville. <laughs> the newspapers in Coolsville. Why aren't they covering any of this stuff? Anyway, Riverdale. I like how this uh, episode plays with time a little bit in the edit this way where like clearly this is something that happens later in the night they show off while karaoke is going on at the bar or whatever and they cut back to the conversation they're having earlier in the day I like they're it. like yeah we still perform <laughs> uh listen uh, josie i know you want to record with us but we're still upset about how the show did us dirty before they just stopped putting us in episodes and they you did. were the only character from our three from our from our from our, from our trio and barely yeah <laughs> and they barely did anything with you and josie's like i know i know don't I'm sorry, but like, if you guys want to do a spinoff sometime, right. <laughs> offer remains open. We get to Xandra meeting Tabitha. Tabitha thinks Pops could bring a small town feel to big cities. Xandra is in for the expanding the diner. But uh, one thing, one, one tiny note on your business plan. She's a performer who's romanticized singing at diners? Yeah. We all, we all know one. Come on. And she's like, you know what this diner needs? People singing in it. By rendition of uh, Little Shop of Horrors. There's not really a stage, but okay. I mean, have you ever been to Ellen Stardust Diner in New York? So let me tell you a little story. It's not a story. My family and I... No, it's pretty big, actually. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) When I was growing up, when we would go see shows, like, the thing to do would be, like, we would go to Ellen Stardust Diner and then go to see a Broadway show. And they always had singing. Oh, yeah. They, like, make fun of it in Glee. Or not make fun of it, but they, like, kind of parody it in that's Glee. That's funny. My family would always be like, we got to find a cool restaurant. Yeah, that's... And then we'll go. Right. That's smart. Yeah. But it's Where never the same restaurant. When we, we, when we met up... I think it was like we were coming from, like, an Italian place. Yeah. It's We, like... I mean, a New York Italian spot. Yeah. It's hard to beat. True. That's if I, I... If I really want to treat myself with a meal, you go hard Italian. Oh, so good. The last time I saw a show with my family... We went to an Italian restaurant, and then we saw Alanis Morissette's Jag Little Pill, where I learned that that was the wrong show to get my dad for his Christmas present. <laughs> so <laughs> my dad was like, yeah, I hated that. He was, <laughs> he's more of a Dear Evan Hansen fan, and he felt like this was more of a ripoff. I, you know, he's never seen Dear Evan Hansen. Uh, well, that wasn't on Broadway. I would have gotten tickets you know, to that. They're doing the movie. Did you, you, know what I, you know what I found out? What? Uh, ben Platt. Is he, he's is got he, the E, he's got the G, he's got the T. Uh-huh. What? Emmy, Grammy, Tony. Oh, I think you meant it's his name. No. And I was like, uh-huh. No, he does not have a G in <laughs> Right, I didn't think about that. Uh, that's why he's playing Evan Hansen in the movie. You know he's too old for that part. Wait, so he has but, an but Emmy? He, 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 has an, he has an Emmy. He does have one. That's he's not nominated. I, that's what I understand. He okay. has an Emmy. Okay. And like, of course. Of course that's why he, he has to play Evan Hansen in the movie, even though he's too old for that part. Is a, because he's um, got to get it. Even though he's younger than us. I'm going to be honest. One, I hate that, that he's younger than us. But two, I'm going to be honest. I think he's great, and I think I'm just going to accept it. I think he's great. I think someone else should play that part. Well, I think Jordan Fisher should play that part. But I oh think Jordan man, Fisher should Jordan be Fisher. in everything. I think Jordan Fisher should be in everything also. He's great in everything. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Now I'm like, no. But Jordan Fisher is also older than than Ben Platt. Oh, no. I didn't I'm, know that. I'm almost positive that Jordan Fisher is Yeah, I, get, I don't older. know. Someone who doesn't look 10 years older than Caitlin Deaver is who needs to be Ben Platt in that I'm, movie. I'm going to Google 
really quickly how old Jordan Fisher is. Okay. Because I just feel like if he's 23, is there an age limit or is it just about how old? Okay, Jordan Fisher is 27. So oh, oh, so he's the same age as Ben Platt. He's the same age as Ben huh. Platt. We can't be mad at Yeah, it's mostly just how small Caitlin Deaver looks next to Ben Platt, who's been playing yeah. this role for so long since he was actually the right age. I just think it's funny that everyone thinks that Dear Evan Hansen is about a kid who is gay and afraid to come out. And like I mean, I don't know how to say this, but like Evan Hansen's kind of the gay name, right? I don't, I don't think that's why. <laughs> no? no, I don't think I it's don't know. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think that it's just with the I loser lover thing, it's like this kid gets bullied because he's gay because the name's well, Evan Hansen. Well, I think that's Hansen. the assumption because of the name. Because specifically... <laughs> His name's Evan Hansen. Honestly, that sounds pretty gay. Honestly, I think people are homophobic enough to, to believe that. But that is not what the, what the play is about. No, it's so much worse than that. No, I love the play. Okay, here's the thing. Here, I'm going to go on a little... You can cut this out if you want. <laughs> but I'm going to go on a little mini Evan Hansen rant. When did we all decide that we didn't love this play? I've never decided that. Listen, I had no opinions of the play that I thought was about a gay guy getting bullied. Right. <laughs> until I finally saw it uh, here in LA kind of recently. And I, I was like it. really into it. I yeah. listened to the music a lot just, just on my own. You saw it at the Pantages, not the Pantages, the other one. The yeah, 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 the other one. Yeah, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was really good. And the, the stage work that they had where it was Great. like showing the screens on, yeah. on the screen was really cool, which makes you wonder, is that going to translate to movies okay? Right. I think it's great, and I think Maybe we should all Maybe it should be a desktop it. movie, like uh, like oh, Searching. Yeah. Oh, Searching. We saw that in the theaters. We saw that in the theaters, yeah. That was good. I John Cho, maybe. John Cho, yeah. Put John Cho in Dear Evan Hansen. John- He's just great. <laughs> John Cho is doing this show on Netflix called Cowboy Bebop, oh, where I know. he's playing a dude in his 20s, and, okay. and, and John Cho is in his 50s. Don't show us in his 50s? Yes. He does not look like he's in his 50s. Yeah. That's fair because he was playing like a 19-year-old in Howard Kumar like 10 years ago. <laughs> that, that movie's older than you think it is right now. That movie's 15 years old. Oh, uh, yeah? Maybe. Yeah. I, I'm going to guess. Maybe, I don't know. Let me, let me double check John Cho's age okay. real quick. Yeah, wait, That's all. On. Everyone needs to sound correct on this one. I apologize. John Cho is 49 years old. I mean, that's not not... <laughs> that's not not 50s exactly let's move on okay little shop of horrors hi tony she just pops in the screen for the first time in a bunch of episodes my notes then go into oh my god and what is happening though i have to admit i am pretty personally invested in camille hyde the actress who plays zandra she's literally so beautiful she was a power ranger yes and anyone she was. and anyone who was is someone i support endlessly yes because uh, it's a weird show to do yeah, yeah. Uh, uh and it's pretty exciting that she is featured on this show i mean i know she's much like all the other katie keen characters who aren't going to be in a show anymore yeah but i'm sure um, she'll get another show eventually this feels like a character who could easily live in riverdale totally they wanted to uh kevin kevin in the background is loving it uh but also <laughs> i have to imagine if i were just there for a meal being like okay can we just all right all right can yeah you, can you do less uh, please that'd be so annoying you're the, trying to have a conversation with someone like i'm sorry they're singing i hate that actually there, there could be a move where it's like a piano bar where you just have someone oh. in the corner singing like tramp stamp grannies here's the thing i i tramp stamp tramp stamp is good because you're getting shit faced you're not trying to have a meal and a conversation i'm either getting drunk and i don't care to talk to you or i i'm trying to have a conversation Right, right, right. It's one or the other. Right. The, I mean, yeah, you have the basement that's a bar for the music right. so that you don't have to have people singing people's faces upstairs exactly. while they're trying to eat. It's rude. Um, 
Also, Tony wants everyone to know that Old Navy sells baby clothes. Oh, it does? Yes. And if you use the code RRREGISTER, <laughs> you too can get 15% off Old Navy's baby line. Xandra asks to see the books, and Tabitha seems worried about that. Sure. It's not like it's the only place they're deeply in the red, though. No. Mayor McCoy appears in Josie's room. Uh, she had a hunch that Josie would be in Riverdale. What happened? Dad died. Uh, we don't have much of a happy relationship with Josie's father, but it no. appears that something was repaired along the way, or he was finally impressed with her. Well, no, because remember, she went on tour with him. Right, she so, did. Yeah. yeah. But like the last time we saw him before that was him going, you're not good enough. Right, that's true. I never was a fan. <laughs> no, never, never liked the guy that much. Uh, but Mo- Josie heard the news right before she was about to go on stage, so she couldn't perform and said she just <laughs> left. Yeah, I don't think that's great, but okay. Mayor because her first name is Mayor. Right. Uh, brought Josie's father's ashes to be scattered all around the country at tour spots he loved, which would be a great setup for some kind of spinoff yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she also some of his dad's songs he wrote slash reorchestrated in case we can't do too many originals <laughs> in the show, uh, but never performed. This is Lady Gaga's <laughs> applause, right? Your dad, big fan, reorchestrated the well, whole we know, thing. Well, we know the, the Pussycats never do uh, covers, except for all the time. <laughs> except for all the times they did. Except for most of the time. We move on to Melody sitting Val down and telling her, hey, we're not making Summer Storm. Val's like, why? She's like, because Tyler Perry wants a star. And Val's like, that makes sense. You should do that. <laughs> Melody goes, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to make this movie with you. And Val's like, Okay, I'm not that interested in acting. <laughs> right. When it's... did I give you the impression that I was live or die on this? <laughs> I okay. I'm just gonna say, okay, as as people in the industry, I know that we're not actors, but if this happened to you, I would just let my friend do her thing. Right. I have I have friends who are actors, and if I were selling a script and I had to tell my friend Michael, hey buddy, um, Michael, you can't be the it, you though. can't be the lead. Because Tyler Perry was Kiki Palmer to do the role. <laughs> right. I think Michael would say, oh, dude, that's that's so huge for you, though. Kiki's going to be great in it. Right, right, exactly. Michael would be a weird choice to replace Kiki or vice versa. Right, I guess, right. If, I mean, the script script goes, goes through, through... Changes. Changes, thank yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. But, like, I, Melody, this is, this is dumb. This is a yeah. dumb move on your part. I think it should have been like Val was like, Melody, you don't know we're always going to be friends regardless of what we're doing or blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, and I want you and Kiki to have the best movie ever. And then Melody can be like, okay, but will you do the art for the poster? Sure. Like yeah. something like that. Or like, like you know, Kiki's going to sing an original song and I want you on it. Or, right. Or, something. Like you, it doesn't have to be all or nothing, girl. Right, right. <laughs> you can figure it out. I know you do political activism, but can I put you on the marketing campaign? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. I don't know what job you want. Like you work, you're a barista who does art and political activism and maybe wants to act. Right. right. Just tell me. Just find it. And department. doesn't want to get married. That's going to be important for the series. That's going to be important for one other scene. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Zandra says Tabitha needs to reprice everything and they're losing money on the milkshakes. Oh. And she's like, let's use instant milk. And Tabitha is like, I will literally die. (laughs) I will kill myself and everyone in here if you try to change the recipe. Those milkshakes have been the same since this was the only safe place for black people in town to get milkshakes. Or anything else. And Tabitha bails before Zandra has a response to say, okay, I'm fine. <laughs> right. I, I do. So it's interesting. One, I think this was a great speech, so I don't want to dilute that with Fair. my commentary. Yeah. Tabitha's great. 
This is an excellent was, point to bring up. If they had to come with an origin story for Pops, pretty good origin story. Great. Not gonna lie, has some really good stuff in there. Totally. The funny thing is, have you ever seen the movie The Founder? It's like about McDonald's. Uh, I, I saw a trailer. I never watched it. I want to. So I believe, if I'm remembering this correctly, the guy who Michael Keaton plays, right. who is not like McDonald's no, no. or whatever. It's, it's Ron Swanson is one of the McDonald's, right? I and think Michael so. Keaton is like, but we're going to make business. And then he, right. like, he does evil Michael Keaton things. Yes, he does evil Michael Keaton things, including, I believe, <laughs> switching their milkshakes to like instant powdered milk. Mm hmm. Here's the thing, though. I don't think that you should care this much about about this. Is that terrible? I'm, I, if it I keeps... think you are immediately making a worse product. Oh, you are. I respect a business that's going to make one thing maybe not be profitable for them to make it the best version of itself because it might sell better. In okay, that that's scenario. fair. I think the thing is also, and this is my bias, I don't like milkshakes at all. So <laughs> I think that's why I'm like, who cares? Milkshakes are gross and I'll never order one. I just find them gross. Well, not all the time, though. There's, like, a good one in my neighborhood where I could get it with, like, almond milk and, and, and stuff in there. And okay, here's good. the thing. Even when they're not gross, I would rather have regular ice cream. I think that's what it is. Oh, all right. Like, I could see myself enjoying, like, an oat milk milk shake. I used to I used to just take ice cream scoops at home, throw them in the blender, and make my own milkshakes for me. <laughs> Val and Melody go to see Josie. Mayor told them about her dad. Josie kind of breaks down. She wishes she could play with her dad one more time. She wishes she could play with the Pussycats one more time. Pussycats are like, you You, I you mean, can. You, you can. <laughs> yeah, we're you here. You can. We're good. Uh, let's record that song. And Josie's like, listen, I had this great idea that no one mentioned earlier in this episode. <laughs> How do you feel about playing a one-night-only concert? Or she sees the three girls together. He's like, oh, man, it feels like I'm being chewed out for being a mediocre musician. <laughs> uh, the, their, their plan that no one else pitched earlier in this episode is a one night only reunion concert, the white worm to refund Riverdale. I love it. Tony is overdue at the concert. She's like, I don't know, maybe the baby wants to dance, they'll come out. Creepy Dr. Jr. is there with Weatherby? Are they dating? Huge fans. I love it. Uh, uh, maybe. The Pussycats sing Josie and the Pussycats. It's great. Finally. Yeah, after five seasons. Then I'm like, all right, there's three small words next. No, oh, it's a song I called Get Up, which I really liked. Uh, Who with, sings that song? I, this might be an original. I'm not actually sure. Interesting. Uh, I, I don't know for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I do have one question, because sure. Melody gets up from the drums and starts singing, but the drums continue. So yeah. who... <laughs> Is playing the drums. Maybe it's a drum set. It's like one of those DJ things. You just have like a little here. speaker. Yeah. You just go. Just go. And then I got really excited when Josie stroked Archie's face while singing It's Never Too Late. Oh, is it though? It is too late. And Veronica's like, once I get out of financial trouble, he's all mine. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, Josie gives it up for Valerie and Melody. She's played a lot of venues, like the friggin' Apollo. And she's like, but there's nowhere like Riverdale. Sure. And Xandra's like, I guess. <laughs> Xandra's like, I have no idea what this attachment is. And Josie's like, also to Jughead? I, I didn't understand why this happened, but Jughead like gives her this like, this like cheers where he shouldn't be drinking. Right, uh, he... right. <laughs> That's soda, right, Jughead? <laughs> we just went over this. <laughs> Um, okay. Then they start, then she sings, uh, Stars, which is a beautiful song. Yeah, this is uh, great. And then Dad's ghost visits the performance and Tabitha says, oh, not again. Get out of here. <laughs> Another ghost. And the music induces Tony's pregnancy. Oh, of course it does. Nina Simone always 
Always you know, has that you know how babies they come love out it. for Nina Simone. Yeah. <clears throat> she asks if there's a doctor in the house, and Creepy Doctor Jr. is like, me. Uh. And they're like, is there anyone else? <laughs> and it was Cheryl. Cheryl, you help. <laughs> You're a doctor, right? Of art. Mm-hmm. Doctoring. Forgery. That counts. Let's do it. Xandra goes back to Veronica and Tabitha. She says with Josie's endorsement, she's back in on Pops, even with the milkshakes. Sure. And Tabitha's like, I will kill you if you... Oh, you're good with the milkshakes? <laughs> All right, we're fine. I really want to know how much money they're losing on these milkshakes. You know, that would be specific. So right. they do that in the show. Because, like, how cheap but ice cream... I, I have to assume Pops prices are, like, 1960s prices. I mean, that would So those milkshakes sense. might be, like, a dollar. I feel like if they made the prices of everything else higher but the milkshakes a dollar, people would come in. You're right. If you would be like, oh, it costs only a dollar for a milkshake. Yeah, I'll throw that on the end of my meal because it costs nothing. Or even be like, oh, I came in for a milkshake and that's a dollar. But actually, you know, I am kind of hungry and the milkshakes, I feel like it's a good marketing strategy. I assume this is a prequel to the movie Gunpowder Milkshake. I've and that's it. the the diner in Gunpowder Milkshake is just an, a, a Pops franchise. Did that location. movie come out? It's on Netflix. I don't know this Netflix film. has the movie Gunpowder Milkshake where uh-huh. Karen Gillan plays a John Wick who kills a girl's dad and then yes. takes care of the girl. And the girl's like, I want to be like you. And she's like, I murdered your dad. And it also has a movie called Kate, starring Mary Elizabeth Winstead, where she's an assassin trained from birth, raised by a man mm-hmm. just like Karen Gillan, kills a girl's father, and then takes the girl with him. And the girl's like, I want to be just like you. And she's like, I murdered your dad. Is that the twist at the end? No, they're both, it's like, no, you know it the whole time. The little girl doesn't know it the um, whole time. I think I know Gunpowder Milkshake now. Yeah. Yeah, now it's ringing bells. Josie and the Pussycats love performing together. And she's like, you guys want to, uh, you want to go on tour? You want to spread some ashes? You want to start in a spinoff? You want to sing Three Small Words? Uh, <laughs> Eventually. Come on. One of these days we got to do it. Uh, and Val, Val needs to tell her boring brother, boyfriend. <laughs> Val needs to tell her boring, boring boyfriend she's not ready to get married. By the way, guys, that was the arc she was in all episode. Right, right. Uh, and Melody could use this as a book tour. Let's spin off. I guess that's, you can plan the book tour by also making it around the tour day. Sure, why not? You got the truck, you got the bus end either way. Yeah. They get yeah. the bus Overnight, they get a right. bus together for tour. Which has also this Josie and the Pussycats like, logo, logo on it. it. That's yeah. right, that's right. A lot of graphics guys worked overnight to get that ready for them. Well, it's for Josie McCoy. <laughs> so, <laughs> She's a big star. Yeah, big, big star. Uh, uh, Cheryl comes out to announce, it's a boy, Kevin's an absentee father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess we're going to assume that biologically that baby is Fangs. I assume it's Fangs. Because of it's... The way Fangs walks up later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Kevin is like, it's very unclear. Kevin's, Kevin's like, we were going to raise this kid together, and then I made some catastrophic life decisions, <laughs> and I don't really know where I stand in the life of this baby anymore, but I'm happy that they were born safely and Tabitha is okay. Right. It's, it's a very weird thing. It's a very weird thing that Kevin is here, and it's not acknowledged, and it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Also, the baby's name is Tony, but with the Y... Yeah, with the Y, named after Anthony, her grandfather. Yeah. She brings him to the to the tour bus thing, and they're like, the baby. And she's like, I had them. <laughs> Betty, you were there. <laughs> Betty, I, ha- I had them. <laughs> I have to, I want to break down this shot, because they show yeah. the tour bus outside of Pomps, and you can see this building rising over the tour bus. And if yeah. I had a hazard to guess, that's a soundstage. Oh, I didn't notice that at all. Yeah, I, it looks exactly like the soundstage at work, which makes, which has allowed me to piece together some ideas of like how they shoot pops, which is that they, if there was ever a real pops location they were using earlier in the show, yeah. they built one 
uh, on their huh. on their studio lot, just like at the edge of the studio lot where it's where they're I don't know if that's a real train thing over there, but you can see there's like storage yeah. containers back in that Interesting. location. Huh. I always assumed it was a real diner, but now I'm like maybe I mean I bet the outside is not a real diner. At least maybe the indoors of Pops could be on a soundstage. The outside could just be what they shoot outside of, but I personally think that the inside is also really outside, so they can get that real lighting. Oh, even if they are always shooting inside yeah. their own studio lot. I um, see what you're saying. Interesting. Everyone, every I mean, men specifically is what I noticed in the right. scene. Everyone is wearing an incredible jacket. Yeah. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah, I did actually. How good the jackets are. Everyone's look is pretty. Kevin's got this beige coat. Yeah. Uh, Archie has this green, great green plaid jacket thing going on. Josie and the Pussycats are leaving town. I'm going to come out and see them one more yeah. time. A lot of fans showed up for this one. They're like, where are we? This town's not even on the map. <laughs> uh, Tony introduces everyone to her son. Thanks has a great red bomber jacket. Even the boring boyfriend has this amazing jacket with like the red and black lines around the shoulders. And that's the Very part cool. where it all came together. You know where these jackets are from. Where are they from? Old Navy. Old Navy? What? <laughs> it's the Old and Navy if episode. you go on the Old Navy website, <laughs> 50% off jackets. Use code RR register. Oh, would that be our code? That'd be fun. <laughs> we get a percentage. We get a really long code. John's annual freak out in return. I love it. I love it. Man, I actually was on the old, and this is going to sound like an ad, but I was on the old Navy <laughs> website yesterday. They have some pretty cool stuff. They have a Goosebumps uh, t-shirt that's like purple tie-dye, and it has Goosebumps in green. They also have a Scream 2 t-shirt. And if you use the code RRREGISTER, 15% off. God, I just wish I lived in a place where I got to wear more jackets. Yeah, me too. You know? Yeah. Although we're about to head into the part where LA gets pretty cold for a while. LA doesn't get cold though until like December. Right, right. But it's, then like, yeah. oh, February. Mwah, it does get cold. Like, I mean, it, cold is relative, obviously, but it's not like you can go to the beach like all the time out no. here. Yeah. You know? It's February cool. into March is like the, the, the hardest part of the year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Sweet Pea shows up. No jacket. <laughs> <laughs> not, not winning me over with that <laughs> attitude, guy. <laughs> Old Navy James <laughs> asks to tag along with Josie. He's like, listen, they don't really give me a role in this show either. Can I spin off with you? He could be anything for her. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, you can spin off with us. Get on the bus. So he's just leaving and then she everything. turns to someone else and be like, we'll ditch him at the next one. <laughs> he's not making it to New Orleans. <laughs> he's not, he's, yeah. She turns to her mom and says, now all we need is a central mystery for our show. And that's when Toot Sweet... An old friend who looks enough like her father to confuse me at first. Right, I was like, wait, is... okay. <laughs> this guy, they've never met before, just walks up to them outside their tour bus the day they're leaving and goes, I knew your father. He was into some dark stuff. I think he was murdered. <laughs> and they're like, sir, we're from Riverdale. We know he was murdered. <laughs> yeah, I know, Josie just says to her mom, like, they, da- they don't, like, stick around to ask him for further details. They're like, okay, New Orleans it is, bye. <laughs> right, right, give me an address, <laughs> like, anything. No, you have all the details here? Okay, no, we're just going to move on. And then they drive off, and there's a title card for the Pussycats, which is why we think it's kind of a backdoor pilot. I, I think it is. At the end of the yeah. episode. I mean, I think it has to be, but whether we actually get the real show is unclear. Right, right, because... If, if you've ever watched Supernatural, for example, mm-hmm. you know, a backdoor pilot can happen yes. and nothing can get picked up. Then you just get a weird episode of the show. You know what I meant to write on that? And then the show never got picked up. 
Wayward Daughters. Yeah. I was talking about the first one, actually. Oh, I didn't know that they there did was... They did two. They did this one that was like a Chicago crime family, and each crime family is a different monster type. That's fun. Uh, yeah, and then they did the Wayward Daughters one with, yeah. uh, with what's-her-name. With my society girl, Catherine right, Newton. Catherine Newton. I love Catherine Newton. Ant-Man's daughter. I'm so upset that they didn't renew the society. <laughs> I think about it every single day. Really? It wasn't... No, every single day. You're wrong. Whatever you're going to say, if it's not, I know, Caitlin, you're right, affirming me. <laughs> I literally, I'm so upset. Uh huh. I'm so upset. Gosh, backdoor pilots are weird when when the show didn't take off. So yes, I, it is weird when that happens. Uh, <laughs> My favorite one though is the Gossip Girl one. It's with Brittany Snow, and it's in, I think it's in like season like three maybe. And basically, Brittany Snow plays Serena's mom, but like in the '80s, and Kristen Ritter is her aunt who is a character on Gossip Girl and sucks as a person, mm. but is so cool in the 80s. <laughs> and it's like all, it takes place in LA. It's very like 80s LA, which is like my favorite thing in the whole I didn't world. know this. This was a, this was a backdoor pilot? A backdoor pilot is called Valley Girls. And that's what I think the show was going to be. And it didn't happen. And it didn't happen. And I think, I think that one is hard because like Lily was still going to be, Lily is Serena's mom. She was still going to be a character on Gossip Girl. So... Like, the development that you could have had with her in the prequel, like, could only go so far. Like, you knew where she was going to end up. This is my stance against prequels in general. Yeah, prequels are hard. I think prequel movies are better if they can kind of inform, if it's a mysterious character, maybe. The worst kind of prequel movie is the plot is, like, based around you, the audience, know that inevitably they will become this person. So it's not so much a story as it is seeing them achieve all the things that make them that person. Right. I think it's better when it's somebody that you don't really know much about and maybe still has an arc to complete in the future. Yeah. And that's when it works best, when it's like, oh, okay, it's not like this person is dead in the present. It's like we're still seeing them achieve their goals and we want to see, like, like, if it's a villain, like, what is the villain's origin story? And then maybe they can still be redeemed in the future. Sure, yeah. So it's like an arc that is completed. Even, yeah. You know? Does that make sense? Sure. Uh, CW-wise, you know, The Flash was going to be a backdoor pilot out of Arrow. And then oh. uh, his first appearance episodes were so popular that they're like, screw it. Uh, he doesn't need to be a backdoor pilot. We'll just do a pilot. And right. so, like, they had to change that episode of Arrow that they had planned to be a Flash episode into, like, an Arrow episode. So he, they gave him just a full... Full pilot. Yeah. Okay. He, his first episode of The Flash is a pilot about this character, even though he had been in two episodes of Arrow before I that. see. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't need it. Right. And then none of those other DC shows do backdoor pilots out of anyone else. They just kind of arrive. Katie Keene kind of... I guess it didn't really no have. backdoor pilot because no. by the time she showed up on Riverdale, she was already going to be a thing. Right, and that's it was true. more retroactive of like, see, you're gonna like her, you're gonna watch her show, right? And the audience was like, I don't, I don't think we are. Oh, I did though. The audience was like, why didn't you make a Josie and the Pussycats show? And they're like, listen, if this fails, we'll try to make a Josie and the Pussycats show. Part of me wonders if it's also going to be. Now that I'm thinking about it, if it's not actually going to be like a backdoor pilot. And instead, it's going to be like a, we just gave them this one episode of it. You know what I mean? That's what I worry, right? Yeah. It feels not entirely like a backdoor pilot, but them leaving themselves an opening in case someone doesn't want to make that show. Yeah. Which I think that they, I truly believe that the people behind the show would make that show. Mm-hmm. It seems like if there was interest that they would 
go for it. You know what would be fun as, a, as, a, as an option what? if they're if the studio is like, we're not doing that show? If they're just like, cool, can we make them series regulars again? Yes, great. Every other episode, we switch. Oh, it just becomes like Riverdale and the Pussycats. Right. One episode's a Riverdale one, then we do a Pussycats episode, then we go back to Riverdale, and the Pussycats are solving a a, a, a country-trotting mystery. Riverdale is central, and they all they both end in the same place. They, it's all about the trucker family? Your case, my case, same case. Right, right. They've yeah. been following the trucker family across the country. Where is that line, your case, my case, same case? Where's uh, that from? That I, the, I am quoting... Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Yes, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did they reference that recently, though, in, like, another thing? Did we just... I know I said it recently. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Yeah, you referenced it before. Referencing the same thing. It's my favorite Val Kilmer performance. Ah, yes. Uh, He just had, like, a documentary about him. Right, yeah. He lost his voice, so... um, totally lost his voice? There was, like, a cancer (gasps) thing or something. Oh, my God. So, like... That's so sad. You're not really going to see Val in a lot more movies, so I understand why he was, like, let's documentary yeah oh that's so sad yeah i didn't realize it was that that awful remember when he was dubbed for the snowman oh did you hear about that yeah no i knew that and it like doesn't sound anything like that's him. so funny mr police man <laughs> i you could have saved her i gave, gave you all, all the clues <laughs> that is my favorite i was so looking forward to that what movie weird before campaign. <laughs> before i learned it was bad amazing so, uh, who 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 <laughs> uh, is your Riverdale citizen of the week? Tabitha for maintaining the integrity of pops, even though milkshakes are disgusting. Okay, okay, that makes sense to me. Um, but I'm gonna have to pick someone else. Oh, uh, I guess Mayor McCoy. Yeah, she did you know, good. Still technically the mayor, even though she yeah. doesn't live in town anymore. Right. Uh, uh, but for just bringing the. Pussycats together to help the town and all of that. That's true. Very nice. Right. Who aged like fine wine? Josie. Actually, no, Melody and Val. say Melody. Yeah. Melody if I looks, have to pick yeah, one. That's Josie true. looks the same, if not skinnier than ever before. Uh, so she looks uh, good for, but, but we've seen her. I just feel like I, I just had like an experience where I came around on Melody completely. Yeah. By the end of the episode, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, no, they, I think the trio of them are absolutely gorgeous creatures. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, they should so, be on screen together all the time. They should be on screen. It it's painful to look at them because they're <clears throat> all very hot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say Melody just because I feel like we never got a true Melody. This was like the this was huge for Melody. Yeah. This episode. Yeah. yeah, she looks great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of them look great. You guys are killing it. Now that you're gonna listen to this, but you're killing it anyway. John, what are you watching? What are uh, what are what am I watching right now? Yeah, what are you what watching? You what are me? you watching? What am I? The final season of Lucifer just premiered. Oh, yeah. Big fan? Big fan. Yeah. Cool. That's when I came into midway through the run. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like... Hooked. Yeah. Well, it's 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 great because it's a police procedural show that figured out the central problem with all police procedurals where y- y- you don't care about right. the procedural. <laughs> no, they don't care. These guys project their issues onto every case they get. To the point where they're having moral arguments with their enemies about the stuff they're going through while someone has a gun to someone's head. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. That's it. But it's also, the end of season five was a series finale that they wrote. And so now all the characters are in this weird space where their arcs are done, except they haven't emotionally dealt with that yet. Yeah. And so they're like, they're all of the, everyone in this final season is now going, okay, but now what do I do with my life? Interesting. That's fun. Mm-hmm. I like that concept. That's very cute. 
Mm-hmm. Clever. Yeah. What are What are you watching? Um, so I'm watching Nine Perfect Strangers on Hulu. Oh, how is that? I really like it. I've heard some mixed things, but the acting is just so good. It's not even like, oh, everyone's like crushing it in the acting department, though I think everyone is. But it's more just like these characters are fun and I want to like hang out with them and do drugs with them mm-hmm. because that's what they do on the show. There's nine of them? There's nine perfect strangers. And they're, they're all perfect strangers? None actually, of them know each other ahead of time? No, actually, now that I'm thinking about it... Are some quite, of them married? <laughs> quite a lot of them know each other. Huh. Um, yeah. Maybe they maybe they should have called it uh, Nine Imperfect Strangers. Right. I guess the concept is like Nine Perfect Strangers. No, it actually doesn't really make sense, the title. Because they're not perfect people. That's established. Nor are they strangers. Unless you're going to say, how well do we really know? Right, right. Ones? That feels like the kind of show where, the, where anytime you question it, they're like, but do you really know Right, them? exactly. What is that? There's a premise of a show isn't, where... Isn't it the, the one with the box... This box has a button in it. If you press yes, it, someone you don't know really? is going to die. Yes. And then it's like, my husband died. It's like, you didn't know your husband. It's like, no, but I fucking did, though. And I feel like it's the box guy. I was like, shit, what were the odds of that? It was right, my husband. Exactly. I got to cover up for this one. Oh. You don't know your husband. I hope she bought it. <laughs> Six billion people in the world. The odds of that. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> I swear this has never happened before. Oh, it's yikes. really supposed to be someone you don't know. Yikes. I always think that it's funny because... Not to be like a million dollars is a lot, but like to do something like that for a million dollars feels very petty. Like you're going to press the button. And oh, says, a million dollars is a lot though. Yeah, it's a lot of money, but it's like, I will murder someone for a million dollars. You wouldn't do it? No, I wouldn't do it. That's shocking coming from you. <laughs> well, wow. That's miss, little... miss, miss. They're going to catch me for, for a body. Look, look, here's the thing. A million. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily do it for a billion dollars either, but like, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Mm. But I'm just saying like a million dollars, it's like you really, you really, like a million dollars, like people, like that's somebody's life. Like I know, it, it's like, you know, I don't know, not that it's not like a I, lot I don't of money, know, man. but. I feel like I would press the button. John, what the fuck? Oh my for God. For a million dollars. For, okay, but. Someone you, I don't know. But like, it could be somebody that you don't know, but you like. It doesn't matter if you don't know. I don't know. It's like a weird thing. It's a, it's bad. Anyway, Nine Perfect Strangers. Nine Perfect Strangers. So it's not like a great show. Like I will say, like it's not like, like the best show I've ever seen, but it's so fun. It's like, I really like being in this world. It's just very enjoyable. Basically the concept of it is that they're in a cult, not a cult, but like a wellness retreat. Like a white lotus-y kind of thing. That's more of a resort. This is like a wellness retreat where they go. It's it's like on a resort, but it's not like White Lotus Resort. They go there. They all like do therapy sessions together, all nine of them. They have a guru played by Nicole Kidman, who used to be some like type of person. And she's a Russian businesswoman or something. She used to be very intense. She was Aquaman's mom. She was Aquaman's she mom. Yeah. The whole thing. But she runs this retreat, and she has some shitty agenda that is not clear yet. But she oh, this would be them. right up your alley, yeah, then, if it's exactly. like cults and, and, and untrustworthy leaders of said cults. Exactly. It's uh, You've written that script. Oh, it's so funny. I have written that script. It's pretty similar <laughs> to it. Oh, no. It's pretty but similar. this was a book, right? This was a book. The book came out after he wrote the script. Oh, oh so. so the book ripped you off. Yeah, And then, totally. can you believe that? I know. But you know what's funny? Everybody that I've been talking to is like, yeah, nobody wants cult stuff right now. And I'm like, oh, oh, don't, don't they? They don't? Okay. There was a while there where like when when um, 
Uh, what the was the Kevin Bacon show? Oh, no. uh, the following. The when following was happening. It was like cults are big right now. People love cults. I love. I mean, I don't want to be in one. I would love to start one. <laughs> I would love to have one of my own. Like the girl from uh, the girl from Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. Who like? Oh, I'll lead my own cult. Exactly. Exactly. Also, another one that uh, if you like cults, Lulu Rich. It's a new series coming to Amazon, and it's about the MLM Lula Row. Which is like a leggings company. They sell the most heinous, heinous. I'm sorry if any of these listeners love LuLaRoe, but um, really just bold patterns. Oh yeah. Like you've like like the, like the Dan flashes of, of legwear. Don't know what that means, <laughs> but it is. Uh, it's, Do they cost more when the when the um, when the patterns are more complicated? They don't cost more when the patterns are more complicated. But people like like let's say they'll only have like a thousand ones with like Christmas trees on them. Like they're that bad. Uh-huh. I'm so sorry. If how violent? How violent would you say the story is? The experience of shopping there. There's no store. It's oh. all direct sales. Okay, so Pe- it's not like Dan Flashes. People have to like. I don't know what that is, <laughs> but people have to have to buy into it. Uh-huh. But like for six thousand dollars, you get your products, right? Mm. And then you have to sell it. Six- oh, it's a scam. It's a scam. Oh. It's a scam. But people who love LuLaRoe love LuLaRoe. And so if you, like, if I, they want those Christmas tree leggings, they'll pay, like, good money. I got to the second episode of Only Murders in the Building. Oh, yeah. Where the, where the building manager is always Gut doing milk. a scam. Gut milk. Gut milk. <laughs> Steve Martin doesn't tip. He just gives a picture of himself. So good. I love oh, that show. God. That's a great show. I'm excited to continue These watching. These people are so broken in this show. It's so good. I think Selena Gomez is excellent. Selena Gomez is the key to the whole thing, apparently. Yeah. I'm very into it. No spoilers, but yeah. But yeah. Anyway, John, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know what that is. John, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me hiding under a rock, avoiding avoiding the sun. Cool. Uh, uh, <laughs> I have a blog, they, uh, Catcher in the Rye. W-R-Y, right? That's, oh my God, that's right. How'd it's, you know? It's a good pun. I uh, know. Need, I need to figure out what to write on that. I have an idea. Okay. Only murders in the building. Oh. Trying to figure out who the murderer is. Oh. Yeah. But the show's going to tell me that. Right. But you have to... My whole job for years (laughs) was just trying to find that out first. So... Is this content? If I'm guessing? It's content to guess. Sometimes Uh, I'm right. (laughs) Very exciting. Sometimes you're right by a stretch. Yeah. But sometimes I'm right. And I feel like that's important. You can find me on Twitter at RileyTweets. R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets. You can also find us on Instagram at the Riverdale Register Podcast. We've been much more active on there lately. We've had a lot of conversations. We don't post on there as much. Yeah, as... we don't post on there. But like, if you DM us, like I don't have my own Instagram now, so yeah. like I use that to troll. I, you do, you do most of the responding. <laughs> no, I don't point. troll people, but I, I just look at things. I just want to clarify. We, we, we like to imagine you talking to the, the, the podcast Instagram, being like, I don't know which one of them it is. Yeah, sometimes I sign my name if it's like you know, like I was talking to Stephen. I was like, just so you know, this is Caitlin. <laughs> I can't see your stories otherwise, so Caitlin. Um, but yeah, so it's it's been a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, looking forward to next week. Right. We Me only too. have four. Uh, it episodes. was a good episode. Is that true? I think of this season. So here's the thing, guys. Right, because they're doing a big multi-part. They might even not even finish any of the storylines with the end of this season. We don't know. Yeah. So, but they're gonna do three. I think three or four more episodes of this season. Yeah. 
this should end like October 16th. <laughs> and then when does the next season start? November. This is what happens. November, I believe, 16th, it comes back. Uh-huh. And for, it's doing like a big event thing, right? Yeah, for like five, maybe six episodes. That's crazy. The Flash yeah. is doing a big event thing for the start of its next season, too. Yeah. Is the CW trying to like goose its shows a little bit? Don't know what that means. Goose. Give them a boost? Maybe. I think it's more just because of COVID things got out of whack. And they didn't want to go... It did? Well, apparently. But I, don't, I think that the theory is they don't, want to, they don't want to drop season five, you know, in October and not come back until, like, April. Because then it's like, people yeah, might Yeah, who would take off. a massive break in the middle of the season or something like that? Right. Well, I think they don't want to do that again. So I think that's why they're going to release the first six episodes or first five episodes and then probably come back in April. This has been a strange year of just release dates of shows this is us I mean, that killed me it was like new episode of this is us jk it's gone oh you, you thought you would enjoy this is us no just kidding it's gone again it was very yeah, stressful but it's just like it's weird that like you know cw was premiere is like premiering star girl in late august early september yeah it's weird too yeah it's a weird thing but I'm happy that we get more episodes of Riverdale, and then we have a, a break, and then we'll get the rest. More episodes of Riverdale, yeah. Yeah, then yeah. we'll get more episodes. And, and then, then, you know, contracts are up, and we'll see. We'll see what happens then. Will one of the characters leave the show? Someone's yeah, going to die, we know that. One of us on the podcast? We're, we're not going to leave it. How did I do this by myself? <laughs> how could I? How Can you I imagine do? either one of us trying to do this alone? Oh, and then... Right. It's the... it's me just going through a list of things that happened, or you just reacting to things. Right, exactly. It's no me being, I didn't watch the episode, but what an episode, right? <laughs> I didn't write anything down, but that episode. You guys boy... remember when this thing happened? Oh, what was their name? Uh... Anyway, yeah. Well, anyway, John, it's been a it's been a pleasure. Good luck to the Pussycats on their next endeavor. I hope we get to see them again. And uh, over and out, River Vixens. <laughs>